Welcome to the Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness. So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I am trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus wins the change with Ethan Page on the Innocence once lost can never be regained. Darkness, once gazed upon, can never be lost. All things truly wicked start from innocence. Because I want to see you, see me, smash up. Come and play. What I want is Brian Danielson's head on a stick. This is my challenge to everybody on the independence team. And that's to fly. Thrive to be the best in the world. With your hosts, Sandro Latelpa. And Ashley Richardson. Now I'll tell you one thing. I knew we'd tear the fucking roof off. Welcome everybody to another episode of the whole indie show here on the SNS Radio Network. As ever, this is Ashley hosting as uh, we're getting up to uh, somewhat of a break by the looks of it next week. Yeah, we'll still be here, but it looks to be less congested next week compared to what we've got going on this week. Because uh, we're going to be talking hopefully with uh, TJ Marconi in our second segment. And uh, also, we've got, I'm trying to think, Ring of Honor's got their big show, uh, Death Before Dishonor, and PWG's got their anniversary show as well. So we'll be <clears throat> discussing all that later, but first, I need to introduce Sandro, because I nearly forgot. <laughs> so much to do. Man, I'm going to get so hyped for uh, next month because I officially bought my NXT tickets and I'm so hyped. And there's that possibility that there could be uh, a TV taping right after that TakeOver special, which got me even more hyped. My goodness, that weekend is going to be insane. And that whole month in general is going to be very busy for... New York City. As I said, we, we are being spoiled with so much wrestling happening uh, next month. Yeah, Ambassador is spoiling you. That's what he's doing. <laughs> so, let's get into the news because we've got a weirdly, you know, after quite a few weeks of not a lot, quite a bit happened this past week. So, uh, first up, uh, the New Japan stuff. Clarify some things. Uh some people were saying at first that New Japan was going into some sort of deal with uh, WWE. But it's been clarified as part of a press conference that they're, what they what is meant by that is that they're working on a Young Lions program which will be similar to NXT. So basically they're, they're trying to do their own developmental circuit and they're entitling it the IWGP Conception which is partnership with partner 
partnering with various promotions around the world, including uh, NWA, Ring of Honor, and Global Force Wrestling, which we sort of already know. Uh, they're going to continue their deal with CMWL. Uh, there's going to be a partnership sort of with Revolution Pro Wrestling from here in the UK, uh, WXW as well in Germany. And they also identified Thailand, Singapore, and Taiwan as countries that they uh, plan to tour with in terms of their home region as well, which they uh, toured pretty recently. On top of that, they actually want to make the company, they want to make New Japan public and list it on the stock exchange. So they're literally trying to be WWE in Japan. Which, considering how well New Japan's done over the past few years, I'd say if there's any time to make it go public and for it to be a lucrative thing, certainly got an opportunity to. Your thoughts, Andre? Yeah, um, yeah there was a lot of uh, mis- uh, pretty bad translations going around on the interwebs when that when the uh, press conference broke. So I was glad to see people that actually know the language was able to correct the people that spread that uh, false information. Um, not not surprised that they're kind of like expanding uh, with other partnerships. The one with the UK, uh, that's not a surprise because they've been working with uh, Rev Pro for like the last two years or so. Uh, I don't think they had any kind of uh, shows in Germany, so I think that's going to be a first for them with WXW. Uh, obviously, their deal with uh, the United States with uh, Ring of Honor and, uh, I guess, GFW. And NWA. Yeah, yeah, I can't forget them as well. There's a lot of that, uh, I guess, storyline going around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I guess this should be interesting. Uh, I should point this out right now. I don't really think they're going to get as big as uh, WWE on the global expansion. I think this is just a way to... You know, help out their younger talent for them to get seasoned and when they come back in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, it's just a good thing for their future as a promotion. Sort of, you know, a side thing to this is it was announced at the NXT tapings, which is sort of spoilers, but it's also, I think, on the WWE website. Everybody knows it. It's happening on the taping. Uh, Tyler Breeze is taking on Jushin Thunder Liger at the NXT TakeOver show. Yes, sir. But the interesting thing is what it possibly means. Because uh, Dave Meltzer at Wrestling Observer put out a report basically saying, uh, well, in what's a major political move, New Japan's booked Liger to face Breeze. They've also got Nakamura and Okada and Kashida for Ring of Honor the same night, also in Brooklyn as part of Field of Honor. All right. I, I want to stop you right there. Okay. <laughs> Again, uh, a lot of miscommunication when that news broke out. Everybody was going nuts when when the news broke that Liger was going to be at the NXT TakeOver special. A lot of people were worrying about, oh my God, what could this mean? Is New Japan having a, a dealing with WWE? Uh, oh, how can New Japan do this to Ring of Honor? This is such a, a low blow to Ring of Honor, blah, blah, blah. First off, Liger has a specific contract that allows him to work anywhere as long 
as New Japan doesn't have any tours going going on. Hence, why Liger is going to be at, at the NXT TakeOver show. Now, hours later, uh, William Regal went on Twitter and specifically stated that uh, the reason why Liger is, is going to be at the NXT show is because he's a, a good friend of, of Liger's, and he pretty much did it as a favor. And he also mentioned, quote, now stop, bother, now stop asking me that question. There's your answer. There's no kind of dealings going on with WWE and New Japan as of now. That wasn't the deal that I was going to address from Meltzer. I kind because of, he went, he went yeah. on to say there are other significant moves being made behind the scenes regarding Ring of Honor and NXT that don't even involve New Japan that are likely to become evident in short order. Sort of equivalent to the rumors going around that WWN Live and WWE have got some sort of deal going on. And in an update on the message board, uh, he post, uh, Dave posted, it's not the next chapter, but it's the current chapter. The next chapter was described to me from someone close to the situation as they'll never see what's coming next. Yeah, so <clears throat> personally, I don't see anything big coming out of this. I think this is, I just think this is just a one-time deal. Deal. Could something happen in the future? I mean, you never know. I mean, it, it is wrestling, so who the hell knows what could happen. Um, it is a bit of a shock, uh, definitely a low blow to Ring of Honor. I'm pretty sure the people at Sinclair and maybe a few selected people in the head offices there are not really too fond of this. And, I mean, all in all, I mean, I think the winner of this is the fans, you know. Uh, you know, I got to see Liger in person once again uh, two years in a row. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to see it. Uh, I'm not expecting the match that he's going to have with Breeze to be like a a freaking classic match. I'm I'm sure it's going to be some comedy stick here and there, and I'm pretty sure it's, it's going to be fun to watch, regardless. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Relating to the WN Live and WWE thing, which I'll mention here, I was going to mention it earlier, but it sort of fits in a bit easier here. Uh, WWN Live has announced that Drew Galloway has been indefinitely suspended for hitting an official. Oh my god! Last set of shows. This is probably hidden code for. If there is some sort of deal going on between WWE and WWN Live, they obviously don't want TNA talent on that roster. This whole their reasoning for for this, you know, for spending Galloway is so fucking ridiculous. It's it's like you couldn't think of anything else, so you just went with I guess the simplest excuse. So yeah, as as Ash had mentioned, they suspended him because at the last set of all shows, he definitely that that's the thing. Yeah, he, he <clears throat> in quotations hit a referee, which when you look at the footage, it really wasn't that damage. It was more like a like a poke in the eyes with his elbow. And also, the most important thing is you know he hit Andrea. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yes, because I'm pretty sure she's 
the kind of woman that can't really defend herself, but uh, they made him see like she she was. Now, uh, to be fair, they did they did do this before. Uh, I think it was two years ago when uh, El Generico uh, had uh, attacked Christina Varnieri, and this was after Varnieri had uh, <clears throat> kind of berated him. Uh, I don't remember what the the, the storyline was about, but kind of yelled at him, and then like he snapped and he uh, uh, gave her the running Yakuza boot, and uh, they had suspended him for that couple of shows. That's that's I can buy that because that's with good reasons. Now in this case, I don't buy it because I think it's complete BS. However, this is pretty much. Their reason, this is pretty much their explanation for okay, we can't have a TMA talent on our promotions because we're pretty much in cahoots with WWE, and this pretty much confirms it. Because why else would they want to get them out for Evolve? And also, why would TNA not want to be on a product that's supposedly in cahoots with WWE? Yeah, this pretty much confirms it. I can't see something, anything else. Something I would also noticed, um, and we aren't covering it in terms of results, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, TNA are doing tapings all this week, supposedly, with you know all their big stars, including Drew Galloway. Except he's supposed to be in Scotland this Saturday and Sunday, I believe it is, mm. for... Uh, ICW and Saint Championship Wrestling, including supposedly the defending the title on Sunday night. Uh, so he could be very jet lagged when he's doing these tapings. Isn't that isn't that the week that they're running their taping shows like literally seven days nonstop? Yeah, it starts to it starts tonight as we're recording on the Wednesday and oh. goes on through to next Tuesday. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So by by the sounds of it, once Friday is done. Drew is getting a plane direct, probably Scotland, doing the Saturday and Sunday show, then flying back to do the other shows on Monday and Tuesday. Well, they're going to need a whole lot of restructuring because, my goodness, again, the troubles with TNA, and as as always, let's laugh at TNA. Yeah, but they've got a VIP experience for Bound for Glory where you can be creative, fantasy creative. Or is that actually you're writing the scripts for the next three months? Oh joy! How exciting! Let's get to more important stuff. Ring of Honor. Uh, jump back to Ring of Honor. Uh, they've announced that the All Star Extravaganza will be taking place on uh, September 18th and 19th in San Antonio, uh, featuring Jay Lethal, Addiction, uh, AJ Styles, The Briscoes, Sidal, Strong, The Young Bucks, Red Dragon, uh, The Kingdom, Adam Cole being separated from the kingdom, so I think that's officially done. And Moose. Only issue being, uh, Sandro, care to give him the news? Uh, he kind of caught me off guard here. Well, San Antonio. Oh, September. yes, okay, now I remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. so apparently, uh, WWE has decided to run a NXT show the same night and in the same city. Yeah, September 19th. Yes. The Saturday show. 
Now, I'm pretty sure this will not be a, a, a takeover special. This will just be a live house show, just like they've done with some of the other outside shows uh, the last couple of months. Um, again, um, they are going after Ring of Honor pretty hard in selected cities. Now, the thing is, that same weekend, uh, that's going to be uh, a, a WWE pay-per-view in the area as well. So this is their way, I guess, to have uh, another show for some of the, uh, you know, diehard internet fans. And um, I don't know how, I guess, big as far as, like, heavy wrestling-centric San Antonio is nowadays. But it should be very interesting to see what's going to happen because that same weekend, uh, the Ring of Honor is having the uh, All-Star Stravaganza and they have it two nights. So uh, maybe they might have TV tapings on that particular Saturday. I'm not really sure. But uh, they're going to have to do something to try to get the fans to go to the Ring of Honor show because they got to do something. Mm-hmm. They're taking a pretty heavy hit, and I think this pretty much proves uh, WWE is using NXT to combat some of the uh, uh, popular promotions among the internet crowd. At least some of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chicago, we've got two more teams, I believe. I don't think another one's been added yet in terms of when we've been recording. Two more teams added to the previous nine. Uh, we now have Team 10 being the Gentleman's Club of uh, Gulak, Chucky T, and the Swamp Monster. And uh, Team number 11 is the BDK of Nokken, uh, Jakob Hammermeyer, and Soldier Ant. Mm. So could, I'm trying to think. Oh, you've got plenty of people there that could win it for the second time, technically, already. What with Soldier Ant and... No, it's... Soldier Ant, no, did so, yeah, Soldier Ant won King of Trios, didn't he? Yeah. In 2011. But I got confused by the Chicago metrics and everything. Sticking with Shikara, though, um, thankfully, I think we sort of could see what this is next week and probably give sort of live reactions to it, or at least I can. Uh, they've been teasing for the last week or so that uh, Wednesdays will be getting wackier. Because starting this coming Wednesday, July 29th, at 7 p.m. Eastern, live on Shikaratopia and on Shikara's YouTube channel, they are doing um, some sort of live thing called Journey into Shikara. Sort of implying that they're doing possibly sort of a live podcast a go-go sort of thing, I'm guessing. Showing matches and building hype for stuff. Yeah, probably. But they made... it certainly seems interesting. All they've really said is Wednesdays will get wackier. They haven't really gone into details as to what it is. Yeah, but they... so I guess we'll have to find out. Yeah, but they also mentioned this is going to be for like a, a limited time. This is not going to be a permanent thing. Okay. So this could be maybe I don't know two shows, maybe a month's worth of shows. I don't know. Could be a one-off or. Whatever. Yeah, I guess it depends on how many people are are viewing it or, or listening to it, depending if it's going to be like a video podcast or an audio podcast. 
We'll have to see. We'll have to see next week. That'll be an interesting recording. Uh, now, uh, DJ Hyde gave an interview to PW Insider that pretty much details the deal with the pay-per-views coming later this year. Apparently the deal is for two events, and as we sort of expected, uh, as we sort of predicted last week, Sandro, sorry, yeah, that uh, it's going to be Tangled Web in October and Cage of Death in December. And that both will be three-hour live pay-per-views and take place on Sundays from Philadelphia, most likely being at the uh, the National Guard Armory, rather than, you know, the uh, 2300 Arena or uh, anywhere else in Philly. Um, personally, I think this, it's not a good move to have uh, the, the two national pay-per-views this close in between. Uh, I, I think Cage of Duff is, is smart to put that on pay-per-view because that's their big show of the year. Um, again, as I said it last week, uh, unfortunately, I don't see uh, either of the pay-per-views doing decent numbers to probably do all right numbers um again you know people don't see ccw as a something that they need to watch they just think of it as garbage wrestling altogether you know and that's unfortunate and um you know what uh, speaking of ccw because i i just need to bring this up uh i was posting the videos on our social media and i saw one of the uh clips from the new heights show that involve uh, Drew Gulak and, of course, his, his younger brother, uh, Rory Montas, in the back. And just seeing and hearing the dead reaction from the crowd is very, very sad. No reaction whatsoever from the crowd. And it's just not, ridiculous. Sadly, I'm sort of not surprised by it because... You know, fans were behind Gulak and were behind Gage. You know, because Gulak had obviously changed people's opinions, you know, by being a champion and pretty a damn good wrestler there. And just by default now, he is uh, healed because that's the way they've decreed it in the storyline. That's why. I, that's why I honestly think the crowd was sort of quiet because they were like, "We've been cheering for him, and now you're making us have to boo him." Why? I, I I don't really think that's the case. Uh, well, I don't know why they're uh, they were just dead, but I think the reason that they're doing for Gulak to be the bad guy now is simply because you know everybody loves Nick Gage now, and he. I mean, let's face it, the guy is getting a lot of popularity ever since he got released. So they figure that you know what the hell with it, let's just make Gulak heal because they're just not going to cheer for him anyways, especially against Nick Gage. So, this is just a way to make him the heel. I, like I said, I'm very surprised that the crowd was just dead because this is Philly and, you know, there's a lot of history with Philly and CCW. But I think if this show had taken place in the in the Flyers skate zone, I think the reaction might have been a bit better. But there still would, would have been a reaction. And I'm just kind of baffled that there wasn't any at, uh, at the ECW arena. No, 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 that's uh, that's where it went down. Yeah, can't really hide it. Um, 
WWN Live have announced uh, details, uh, well, a few more details anyway, for the uh, WWN Live experience uh, coming up for WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. They still haven't said where, but they do. we can tell you the ticket prices. And it's good old WWN ticket prices, Sandra. So for the Evolve WWN Live Super Show and the Shimmer Show, it's $75 first row, $50 second row, and 25 general admission. The Viva La Lucha show is 50 first row, 40 for the second row, and again, 25 general admission. And Kaiju Big Battle tickets are all $25 each. They're doing VIP packages that basically get you a ticket to each event. The general admission package is 129 ranging up to 319 for a first row seat for every single show. And all the first and second row seats come with 10 merch credit at the WWN table. But merch credits can't be combined. So you've basically got to buy something at each show, even though it's sort of the same. Uh, the schedule is that Friday we'll have an Evolve show at 4, followed by a Viva La Lucha show, and then Kaiju to ground it off at midnight. Then Saturday will be uh, Evolve at midday, Shimmer at 4, the WWN Live Mercury Rising Super Show at 8, and then a wrap-up party at a location to be confirmed at midnight. And then on Sunday, rather than actually do wrestling, uh, they're having a Texas barbecue tailgate party, apparently. We don't know where, we don't know when, but that's the schedule that they've released. Tickets go on sale uh, uh, on Monday at uh, com. I'll tell you what's more than mania. Ring of Honor. <laughs> And I think the address, uh, I think for this entire uh, shows, uh, it's going to be at the Eddie Dean's Ranch, uh, 944 South Lamar in Dallas, Texas. Oh, because from what I've seen from the press release, WWN Live didn't even say where it was. Yes, it did. Okay. They they, they said it's going to be literally across the street from the uh, fan access. Oh, that's yeah. They announced that like months ago, though, didn't they? Yeah. But they didn't include it in terms of this press release. So if people are just seeing it now, I don't know. Well, where I mean, it it's is. on the on the lower right corner. I mean, I mean, granted, you, you probably you probably can miss it. I mean, it's the the print is very small. So. Damn that small print. But at the same time, I have a feeling that um, WWE is going to do everything in their power to like get the. The uh, the city to try to force WWN to go to a different location. I, I really do have a feeling that they're going to do that. Then again, if there's a deal with WWN and WWE, you know what? Now you just maybe changed my mind about that. <laughs> you see, this is what it might all be relating to. They're basically vetting the indie companies but, that can but at the same time work in the area but at the same time you know there was those rumblings that Vince uh, is not really too thrilled that there's other events happening during that uh, Wrestlemania weekend so I mean it probably like it could be Triple H's idea to try to work with WWN and maybe Vince may not be too thrilled that they're having shows like literally across the street from the fan access true but 
when you look at SummerSlam and more people are interested in the show the day before SummerSlam and SummerSlam itself, despite the crazy build-up they did this week with uh, Lesnar and Taker, I, that might be saying quite a bit. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens in the upcoming months. Now, uh, a little bit from uh, last week's uh, Ring Bells uh, roundup from uh, Sierra on Pro Wrestling Ponderings. Apparently, Serena Deeb uh, retired from professional wrestling uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, Reina was having uh, their show at Curricon Hall, and she took on uh, Siori. They they did wrestle, I believe. Uh, some point for a, a couple of times I believe over the over the years but it sort of came as a surprise to me because the last time she was in real competitive action was that one hour um, time limit draw that happened at Shine like last like last year probably about 12 months yep that same match that the uh, the booker booked last minute yeah, yeah, that was really smart. <laughs> so, uh, from Serena's Facebook page, she wrote, um, you know, this is in context before it happened, tomorrow I wrestle at Currican. This will be my final match. I've opted to peacefully and humbly close my career with a deep honor and respect that I was brought up with. I infinitely thank OVW for raising me in such a way in this business. It's a lost art. I'm so grateful to every person who I formed memories with over the past 10 years. So many of you are my family. I fell in love with pro wrestling when I was young and experienced many incredible moments as well as countless heartbreaks. I got to have my WrestleMania moment in front of 72,000 people. I've been blessed with seven trips to Japan and I've chosen to close this chapter of my life in this beautiful country. There's no remorse in the decision. I've simply grown. I love you all and thank you. And I guess in sort of the fitting way, uh, she lost her retirement match following a buzzsaw kick, uh, making it only the second time that Siori's ever got a win over Serena Deeb. And uh, uh, they embraced after the match, and Siori was overcome with emotion as well as Serena. And Serena sat in the middle of the ring, and bright yellow streamers aplenty were thrown in the ring while uh, she was carried out on the shoulders of Makoto, Kana, Siori, and Lim Byron. A proper good send off, which is good to see. Uh, so, uh, next up, we've got uh, a little bit of uh, charity wrestling news. Uh, Fighting Back Wrestling is going to be having a Wrestling with Cancer event. Uh, a quick look at the date August the 15th. And they've announced some pretty big matches already for the card. Uh, we've got uh, George Gatton, one of the uh, graduates from the CGW Academy, taking on the IWS owner, uh, PCP Crazy F in Manny, who, if you remember, we talked last week, IWS is uh, where CGW's going in October for a special sort of one-off pay-per-view. Uh, they're having a Fighting Back Invitational, which... Uh, We'll crown. We'll have a six. It'll be basically a sixteen-person tournament, crowning the winner. And the double main event that they're listing so far, uh, there'll be a special challenge. Uh, the C4 Wrestling Champion, 
Dirty Bucks Belmar will face Roderick Strong. And then in trios action, I guess it will be partly Team Pazuzu of Pinky Sanchez and EYFBO of Angel Ortiz and Mike Dastic taking on the Super Smash Brothers and Ultimo Dragon. Pretty crazy. Um, it's going to be happening in Ottawa, Ontario. Uh, front row seats going to be $30. Uh, second or third row seats and also access to the meet and greet actually for both of them will be 25 And then general admission for everyone uh, will be uh, $20. And... 100% of all the ticket sales will be going to the Canadian Cancer Society in memory of uh, Frank Morin. Um, tickets, I believe, are available now uh, for, at Vertigo Records on 193 Rideau Street in Ottawa. Uh, and they'll be on sale from now until uh, the day before on the Friday. And then tickets will only be available on the door. And, uh, yeah, that's, that seems to be good. Doesn't, doesn't seem too bad of a card so far. Obviously, they've got more matches to add, but anything for charity, we will push. Uh, a couple of other bits of news from me. Um, AIW, uh, there's a nice little video proving that Tracy Smothers and Nick Gage hate Hulk Hogan. Sort of, I guess many people guess that anyway. And some GFW news, they're having their first international shows. Uh, they're coming over to the UK in October. Uh, they get, although, um, I will say the show on the 30th in King's Lynn makes sense because I think there's been relatively big shows there before, like from Revolution Pro or Southside. But then the show on the 28th is in Grimsby. I don't think, from, from what I'm aware, Grimsby has had a big sort of wrestling show. So the fact that they're getting GFW, it's sort of, couldn't they find anywhere else? Yeah, I don't mean to sound wrong, but that's what it is. I'm just wondering, um, I'm just wondering how can they go to UK and they still have no exposure? Well, from what I remember, obviously the TV tapings are happening this weekend, which will talk about later and i believe they're having another set in september time or sometime in like mid-october despite the fact they have no tv deal that we're aware of unless of course it's all a conspiracy and it's basically a tna taping which would be weird because then they're doing a tna taping at the same time as tna mindception um sandro um I'm hoping you've got a little bit of AAA news because I saw you post it on the SNS page a few hours ago as of recording. Oh, yes. You just reminded me because I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, so today as a recording, uh, AAA had announced that uh, the upcoming Triple Mania show happening on um, it's, uh, August... August 9th, if I'm not mistaken, Chopper uh, Mania 23 is going to be airing on pay-per-view in North America. 
It's going to be airing on several uh, cable and satellite providers. And they had mentioned that uh, the prices for the shows are actually very fair. Uh, $30 for HD feed, uh, $20 for the standard definition. And if uh, for some reason you want to watch it on your laptop on iPay-Per-View, it's about uh, 19 bucks. Um, it's not bad for people outside of America that won't be able to get it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they also have a English language website, and that is aaalucha.com. And uh, they're they're expanding uh, to get more fans to watch the shows. Uh, so far, there are only two matches confirmed for that uh, pay per view. Uh, Alberto El Patron will be taking on Brian Cage in a hair versus hair match. And of course, the main event, which is a dream match and a match I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, Rey Mysterio will be taking on Mr. C's, aka the original Sin Cara, aka the original Mystico. You know, that guy. <laughs> which, like I said, I that's definitely a dream match for me, and that should be a lot of fun. Uh, any more stories from you, Sandra? I uh, just got a, a couple here. Uh, first of all, let's start off with uh, Western Wrestling. Uh, they're coming back uh, with their uh, second show, believe it or not. On uh, September 26th. And uh, one of the matches that they announced, uh, well, believe it or not, they're going to have Ricky Shane Page uh, taking on Nick Gage. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the show uh, will happen on September 26th in Stowe, Pennsylvania. So that should be interesting. Uh, let's start. Let's continue with uh, Fiber Wrestling. Uh, they're coming back with their next show on Thursday, August 20th. That is the same weekend as SummerSlam weekend. Uh-oh. As if that weekend was even more busier. <laughs> uh, there are coming back to the uh, American Legion Hall in Brooklyn, New York. And the lineup is not that bad, I will say. They announced a couple of debuts uh, for that show, uh, making uh, his debut for the promotion. Uh, Chris Dickinson will make his debut as he will be taking on Tony Nice. They also announced Amazing Red will be taking on JT Dunn, which would be very interesting. And uh, the Bullet Club will be making their return, although it is not the Young Bucks. Uh, making... Oh, it's uh, Anderson and Gallows. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. Um, I don't know, it could have been AJ. <laughs> no, he's going to be very tired. <laughs> well, granted, they're going to be tired as well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Carl Anderson and, and Doc Gallows, the current IWGP Tag Team Champions, will be making their debut for the promotion. Uh, not sure who they're going to be taking. That, I'm pretty sure they'll announce that in a couple of weeks. But again, as if this that weekend wasn't loaded enough, they, there's another show happening. And a pretty good lineup, I will say. Not even sure if I'm going to that show, but I'm going to try. And, uh, you know, once again, speaking of New York, independent wrestling, oh, no. <laughs> as I said, we are being very spoiled with a lot of shows next month. 
NYWC is going to be having a show that uh, is being uh, entitled uh, Marvelous Puroresu USA, which is a promotion that is being headed by uh, a legendary Joshi wrestler, uh, Chigusa Nagayo, who is uh, very well known in Joshi wrestling. As the show will be taking place at the Queensboro Elks Lodge on uh, Sunday, August 9th, which is an afternoon show, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, also scheduled to be on, on that show. Uh, they're also bringing in another Joshi talent, uh, Takumi Irohara, uh, Renee Michelle, uh, Penelope Ford, David Starr, Mike Verna. Uh, New Japan, Sakagi Watanabe, uh, Sumo Sakai, uh, Leo Rush, just a, uh, a few that was confirmed. Uh, not bad, uh, to be honest. It should be interesting to see uh, who else might be on that show. But it is interesting that they're uh, bringing uh, somebody that's well-known in the Ejoshi uh, wrestling. So that's very surprising to see. And I believe that is it for me. Right, that, just for those two alone, it's got even more crazy. Damn it, New York. You're taking all the attention. <laughs> Again, you know, we're, we're being spoiled here. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we'll get into uh, results quickly. Um, so in terms of the G1 Climax for New Japan, uh as because of when we're recording, we've only got the first night of results from Block A, which uh, saw Tenzan beat Gallows, uh, Maccabi victorious over Yano, Naito uh, beat uh, Farley, uh, AJ Styles beat Shibata, and uh, Tanahashi was uh, came on top over Kota Ibushi. And from what people said, it was uh, a pretty good show. And also, it's worth noting that in the undercard, uh, although Elgin's team lost, it wasn't Elgin that took the pin. It was actually uh, Okada pinning Taguchi. So I guess Elgin isn't that much of a young boy. <laughs> Until we actually get to the tournament in which he loses every match. Or do you think they might give him one in some sort of weird upset? Uh, maybe. Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. And uh, you know what? Because you just reminded me. Um, that SummerSlam weekend, of course. Um, oh, no. Uh, Algian is having a, a seminar. Uh, I'm not sure if it's on Sunday afternoon or maybe like the next day after. But he is having a seminar with uh, Hiroki Goto. And uh, not sure if uh, Goto is going to be a part of that, uh, of the Ring of Honor uh, Saturday show. But I think it's in interesting that he, he, he's in the area uh, that same weekend. Yeah, implying that something could be happening. Which would be nice to see. Uh, Dragon Gate uh, this weekend had their pro wrestling festival show in Kobe, Japan. Um, 
not a huge amount really happened here. Um, technically, QQ Tanazaki Naoaki Tanaka Dolphin uh, won, even though he didn't get the pin. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what we really need to concentrate on. In terms of the titles, uh, Tazara retained the Brave Gate title against Aita. Uh, Chima Gamma and Dom Fuji retained the Triangle Gate uh, titles over KZ, Dragon Kid, and Mochizuki, and uh, the Jimmies of Susumu, Soito, and uh, Genki Oiguchi, H.A. Jimmy. Uh, no, Yamato and Naruki Doi retained the Twin Gate titles against Ricochet and Matsai Dao. And uh, Masato Yoshino also retained the Dreamgate title against T-Hawk. And apparently at one of the upcoming next shows, in some sort of weird partnership, Yoshino and T-Hawk are going to tag together. So I'm not sure why that's happening. but I guess because of respect, but there you go. <clears throat> uh, now we've got two CWs. We booked this date because it was literally the only one available, or the only available date for the Young Bucks. Go get the title right. Uh, the show opened with Pepper Parks beating Slack Wagner Brown, or Slick Wagner Brown, sorry. Um, Guy Sunshine destroyed Jasper in about 10 seconds apparently and then Isis FX and uh, Ven declared that he's no longer Guy Sunshine he wants to be known by his real name Michael Christopher so I guess ditch the stupid stuff which I guess makes sense uh, Sean Carr beat Jason Axe uh, the Jugger Dog won a five-way scramble with uh, Alexander James, Benjamin Boone, Dick Justice, and the man he pinned, Kevin Graham. Uh, Rhino beat Joe Gacy. Uh, Nick Ando uh, retained his heavyweight title against the returning Brute Van Slyke, uh, coming back after wrestling with uh, Wrestle One in Japan for the last few months. Uh, JT Dunn was apparently injured, so he wasn't able to fight uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. So uh, Bailey took on Cheech instead. Uh, Cheech won with a roll-up, and uh, Bailey challenged Cheech to a match at their next show in September. Uh, Steve McKenzie and Guerrero Loco uh, won a three-on-two handicap match against Benjamin, Pete Deorder, and EMT. And the main event saw the Young Bucks retain the two CW tag titles over the AR Fox and Colin Delaney. Following the Meltzer driver on Delaney. And uh, yeah, their next set of shows is going to be a double header. September 27th in Syracuse. And uh, September 28th in Binghampton. Next up, we've got House of Hardcore uh, from Toronto. Uh, the... Opening match had Chris Hero defeat Tommy Dreamer, uh, Bobby Roode victorious over Pepper Parks. The team of Team Tremendous, Hacker Scotty and Matt Stryker beat Even Page, RJ City, Vic Delicious and Ben Ortiz. With thanks to a Starship Pain, John Hennigan beat uh, Tony Nice. The Addiction defeated uh, The Kingdom with Tracy Brooks countering uh, Maria in terms of you know making sure there's no into uh, no shenanigans, uh, Tommaso Champa beat Eddie Kingston. During this match, apparently the bottom rope bottom rope snapped or broke, whichever. 
it went slack anyways that's all you need to know uh, Austin Aries uh, beat Rhino with a 450 splash and the main event saw Team 3D beat the Young Bucks via a powerbomb off the top rope for a table to Nick Jackson somehow I don't think that's believable but either way Bubba Ray gave a speech afterwards putting over the Bucks Tommy Dreamer and House of Hardcore uh, then we had AAW, uh, we come to AAW's United We Stand show from last Friday in Marionette Park, Illinois. Uh, the opening six-man match saw Matt Fitchett, DJZ and Davey Vega beat Tyler Thomas and Zero Gravity. Then was then a backstage promo with Tyson Duke, Scarlett Bordeaux and Matt Cage. Uh, Matt Cage then beat Shane Hollister after Scarlett got involved and pulled the ref out when Shane was about to get the win himself. Uh, Lewis Linden, the Heritage Champ, and uh, Colt Cabana beat Gregory Iron and Christian Faith. Uh, OA4K defeated the Hooligans with a flash roll-up to retain uh, the AAW tag belt. Uh, post-match, the Hooligans beat up on OA4K. Uh, Chris Hero then did a backstage promo, especially significant considering it's his first AAW show in seven years. Uh, Eddie Kingston beat Buck Nasty uh, with a backfist. Tommaso Ciampa then beat Chris Hero with a running knee. Uh, Tyson Dukes with Scarlet beat Marcus Crane with a Blu-ray into guardrails. Then there was a backstage promo with Gagano, which turned into a promo with Kingston and Hollister, in which it appears they might be teaming up some point in the future. Uh, then in tag action, Candice LeRae and Heidi Lovelace beat Alison Kay and Taylor Hendricks. And the main event saw Ethan Page retain the AW heavyweight title against Johnny Gagano after a low blow and a pull on the tights because that's tight or something. Don't know. If, okay, that sounded wrong. I apologize. Um, uh, then Smash Wrestling had uh, rival schools this past Sunday in Toronto. Uh, the opener. Well, dark match was a four-way with Ben Ortman's beating Brittany Blake, Cecil Nix, and Dan O'Hare. Uh, the opener for the main show had Brent Banks defeating Kevin Bennett. In the women's rubber match, Candice LeRae was victorious over Vanessa Craven. Uh, Tyson Dukes beat Takagi Watanabe. The overdogs of Sebastian Suave and uh, John Greed beat fourth gun of uh, Drew Gulak and Biff Busick. Uh, the tables elimination tag team match. Uh, it was the Super Smash Brothers who were victorious over the Goat Brigade. Uh, Shane Saber of the Goats was eliminated first, followed by Player Uno of the Super Smash Brothers, and then Kirk Warmack eliminated by Stu Grayson, giving uh, the Super Smash Brothers the win. Uh, in the I Quit match, Matt Cross beat Tarek. Uh, Chris Hero uh, victorious over Rich Swan, and then with thanks to a mass man. Uh, with a bit of assistance, Johnny Gagano beat Scotty O'Shea to retain the Smash Wrestling title. Uh, afterwards, Hero and the Faces basically faced off, sort of, against the uh, the Fourth Gun Stable, and they uh, Fourth Gun Stable backed off and uh, headed away eventually before uh, any sophisticuffs could happen. So, sort of the opposite of what happened on Raw this past week. And then finally, uh, the Ring of Honor Aftershock Tour from Las Vegas. Uh, the Well, first we had a dark match which Wolf Ferreira won. Don't know who it was against. 
Then we had uh, the first of the three uh, television title number one contender tournament matches with Bobby Fish beating Matt Taven. Then Nane, then Nane Takahashi beat ODB in a Women's of Honor match. Then the other two uh, TV title number one contender tournament matches happened with Christopher Daniels beating Mark Briscoe and ACH beating Frankie Kazarian. Uh, then we had the team of Rapongi Vice of Beretta and Rocky Romero beat the Young Bucks. Silas Young, victorious over Willie Mack. The War Machine of Rowan Hansen beat uh, Cohen Bennett of the Kingdom. Then in the Freeway Eliminator to decide the number one contender for the TV title at some point uh, down the line. Uh, first up... Uh, Daniels eliminated ACH, but then Bobby Fish made Christopher Daniels submit. So Bobby Fish is going to be gunning for the uh, for the Ring of Honor TV title somewhere down the line. And then the main event for the Vegas Wild Card, uh, it was Jay Briscoe, Dalton Castle, and Kyle O'Reilly beating uh, Jay Lethal, Austin Aries, and Moose when Kyle O'Reilly made Lethal tap. So it looks as if basically Lethal's got trouble with Red Dragon. That's what I can tell from that. It's not very clear. I don't think that's TV tapings, is it? That's that'll be a live event which will be available on demand on Ring of Honor's website. I'm guessing, won't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will be. Anyway, uh, with that, that's your results and your news for this week. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back for not the last part of this week's show, uh, hopefully we're going to be having uh, TJ Marconi back on to hype up this weekend's uh, Beyond Wrestling festivities and chicanery or something. I don't know. It'll, we'll, we'll work out what it will be called uh, after this break. Hey there, listeners of the SNS Radio Network. My wife here. Now, as most of you listeners know, I happen to promote my own albums every now and again, and the latest one is now available. Yes, Dream Sphere. The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks, all available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US. $10 US or A. So check it out today. It's got some great tracks, including Witchwood. Dreamsphere, Flights of Dragons, and many, many more. Dreamsphere, available at mywifestudios.info. If you trained, say your prayers, and ate your vitamins, then you'll love 
the Hulkamania Chronicles. Sean Beckerman, host of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, breaks down the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Each edition covers a different era in the history of the Hulkster as we relive our childhood hero. From the beginning of Hulkamania in the mid-80s and the birth of WrestleMania through the challenging times of the steroid trial all the way to his jump to WCW and the formation of Hollywood Hogan and the New World Order and then his return to the WWF leading in to the Hall of Fame. This edition covers it all. You can catch the Hulkamania Chronicles exclusively on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network. Brother. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. SNS Radio Network. Want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS Network? Well, let me tell you how. You can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS Radio Network. On Twitter, follow us at SNS Radio Network. You can follow me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, at SNS underscore JJ sex a one. These are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the SNS radio network. Always win the fight, bang, bang He shot me down, bang, bang I hit the ground, bang, bang That awful sound And welcome back bang, bang, to the final part of uh, this week's old indie show with Sandra and Ashley And uh, this part, it's uh, time to talk everything that's going down this weekend 
And uh, I guess we'll uh, give a quick mention uh, again to uh, Beyond Wrestling. Because it's a, you know, it deserves reiterating again because they're putting on quite a bit of a show. Mainly because they have to because they're going up against Shikara technically in some capacities. So starting off Saturday, you've got the secret show sort of day. So there's a kick, an annual PKL, a PKL kickball game starting at three, and then the secret show is going to be. So the oh yeah the the kickball league match is at Dexter Field apparently, and then the secret show is at the Chop Shop at seven p.m. Uh, no matches announced, but uh, part of the talent schedule to compete. Include Connor Claxton, Rex Lawless, Gary J, Johnny Cockstrong, Sugar Dunkerton, uh, Milk Chocolate, and uh, the three AIW champions uh, will be defending their belts. So the tag champs of Cheech and Connor Delaney, aka okay, Two Infinity and Beyond, the intense champion Davey Vega, and the absolute champion Ricky Shane Page. All three will be defending. All three, uh, all, all four of them, I guess, will be defending their titles on the card for definite confirmed by um AIW. And then Sunday at Fet Music uh 5 p.m. is the VIP show with the doors opening at 5:30 with a bell time of 6. I don't know how they're going to work out that in terms of the VIP stuff because of what's happening before but we'll get to that later. Um uh, there should be tickets available at Look Marno fans still. If not, there might be some at the door. But considering the aim is to hashtag sell out FET, it's, uh, I guess we'll have to see. There'll, there'll still tickets available. Last I checked, yeah. there were, uh, well, as a recording, there's about uh, around 160 tickets left. So there's a few. It might, it might be people waiting to see what they've got lined up for this weekend. And if it's free, then they're. Going to be taking part. So, we've got the winner-takes-all four-way match with the Hoods. Golden State Gods, Symbiote, and uh, Anthony Stone and Nicholas K. Casket match with Stockade and Match Vermont. For the first time ever, David Starr takes on Johnny Gagano. Johnny Gagano's returned to be on for about two years, I believe. Uh, the Atomico's match with Team Pazuzu taking on the hit squad, Nick Gage, Shenron, and a mystery partner. Uh, the Beaver Boys take on Ryan Galleon and Brian Myers. In a teacher versus student match, it will be Brian Fury versus Donovan Dijak. Uh, the Kingdom will be facing Biff Busick and Drew Gulak. Kimberly takes on Heidi Lovelace in a grudge match. Uh, in a rematch from last year's American Rana, uh, the Best Friends take on Team Tremendous. <clears throat> and the one that quite a lot of people have been waiting for, uh, the Young Bucks take on Death by Elba. So it's, yeah, the Jacksons versus Chris Hero and JT Dunn. Something I forgot to mention for the secret show, it is actually pay what you want. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that you uh, shouldn't pay nothing, because let's be honest, with the people that are on the show, uh, they deserve to at least get some money. <laughs> so... Uh, I'd say when the question was asked on social media, a lot of people were pitching like around the $10, $15, $20 mark, 
which I'd say is pretty fair considering, uh, you know, AR Fox is going to be on it. And then obviously you've got the ARW uh, titles on the line as well. Sugar Dunkerton making his return to be on for, what, nearly a year, Sandra, you think? Yeah, just about. Somewhere in the region of. So, yeah, very good stuff from beyond right there. Uh, now, we'll uh, jump to the G1 Climax stuff. Obviously, day two has happened, even though we can't talk about it. So, uh, I mentioned it last week anyway, so we won't go over that. But there are six, no, five more um, events happening between now and our next show. Uh, which I think from when the shows are, it means we'll be covering the results from all six of them. So day three on Friday comes from Kyoto uh, with Kota Ibushi, Doc Gallows, Togi Makabe, Bad Luck Fale, Yano versus Style, Shibata versus Naito, and Tanahashi versus Tenzan. Then day four, they're going to be in... Uh, Kagawa at the Takamatsu City General Gymnasium. Uh, probably the standout match. Well, they're all standout matches. That's the thing. We've got to go through them all. It's going to be Ishii versus Takahashi. Uh, Kojima versus Elgin. Goto versus Anderson. Nakamura versus Nagata. And Okada versus Homma. Uh, day five on Sunday. Hiroshima. We've got Doc Gallows versus Badok Fole, Tanzan versus Yano, Bakabe versus Shibata, AJ Styles versus Ibushi, which if it's anything like last year's match that they had, dear God, and Tanahashi versus Naito, which again could be another dear God. <laughs> That's going to be a very strong day, possibly. Uh, then Tuesday is going to be day six in Oita with uh, Nagata versus Takahashi, Goto versus Homma, Ishii versus Anderson, Nakamura versus Elgin, and Kojima versus Okada. And day seven, uh, next Wednesday, the 29th, it'll be uh, Toriyano versus Doc Gallows, Togi Makabe versus Tenzan, uh, Shibata versus Ibushi, Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Farley, and AJ Styles versus Tetsuya Naita. Uh, as usual, all of those will be on New Japan World uh, live, and then obviously on demand afterwards. So uh, if you don't want to get up at, I think it's like five in the morning uh, Eastern time, just wait and then watch it at night when you get back or whatever. <laughs> but uh, Am I? Would I be right in saying, Sandro, that probably the highlight of those days would be day five with Ibushi, Styles, and Tanahashi Naito? I'd say that'd be fair. <clears throat> but there's there's at least one pretty strong match on any every one of them. Okada versus Homma could be tasty. Um, Nakamura Elgin, which is just going to be really good to see. And AJ Styles versus Naito. Uh, so next we've got Global Force Wrestling uh, with their TV tapings uh, in Vegas. It's probably too late for you to get tickets now because they're probably completely sold out. 
you know, tickets won't be still available because it's Global Force Wrestling. It's not TNA. Oh, wait. Hang on. Um, anyway, on the card, there's a little adjustment that's been made to what we covered last week, so I'm going to go for it again. Uh, we've got a six-way scramble with Bestia 666, Blood Eagle, Steve Payne, Phoenix Scars, Zokra, and Mysterioso Jr. In the Women's Championship Tournament, we've got a triple threat with Lady Tapper, Mickey James, and Christina Von Eri. Uh, the next-gen championship will be, uh, well, the next-gen championship tournament matches. There are now three matches rather than two. Uh, we've got the previously mentioned Jigsaw versus Sanjay Dutt and PJ Black versus Saya Sanada. However, now we've got a third one with Kushida taking on a mystery opponent. The reason being that Sabin apparently got injured at some point, even though I thought he already was, wasn't he? I thought Saban was out for a while anyway, Sandro. That's what they said. So the fact that he was advertised and now he isn't, that's a bit... <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Anyway, Kashida's taking on the mystery opponent. The tag team match with Reno Scum is off, obviously. So I don't know if it's going to be one half of Reno Scum now being in it. But yeah, that's another next-gen uh, tournament, next-gen championship tournament match. Uh, that means there's only one tag team championship tournament match uh, as the Bollywood boys take on the Akbars. And then for the global championship tournament, it'll be Congo Kong versus Nick Aldis, formerly Magnus. Uh, Bobby Roode taking on To Be Announced. So, have they still not announced that yet? That's good. And Brian Myers taking on uh, Chris Mortedsky. I never know how to pronounce that. Sorry, Chris, you've got a very weird last name. Uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic have got uh, their next show coming up at the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium entitled No Excuses 2015. Uh, the doors open at 7 with a 7.30 bell time. Trevor Lee is issued an open challenge, so it'll be interesting to see who answers it. Uh, there will also be Four uh, Johnny Weaver Cup tournament first round matches, two of which I believe haven't yet been announced, but the two that have are Lee Valiant versus Eric Royal and Roy Wilkins versus Andrew Everett. Yeah, they've probably been announced by now, but as I say, this is all the information that we've got as of recording. Uh, then we've got iPay-Per-View time because Shine is going to be having their 28th show, Shine 28, uh, the Orpheum in Ebor City. Uh, with bell time of 9 Eastern. Uh, you can watch it at WWN Live, or if you want to get to the venue, uh, shinewrestling.com is where the tickets are, although I'm pretty sure it'd probably be tickets on the door by now. Uh, in terms of matches, we've got Miss Rachel taking on Renee Michelle. Uh, Lever versus Amber Gallows, because, yes, <laughs> the video package for that might explain the music that you heard at the start of this segment. Uh, La Rosa Negra takes on Malaya Hasaka of Lalani Kai. Uh, Jessica Havoc versus Vanessa Craven. Sue Young versus Tracy Taylor. Uh, Allison Kay versus Mia Yim. And then your two title matches the Kimber Bombs defend their tag belts against Valifornia of Marty Bell and Andrea. And uh, Santana defends the Shine Championship against Eva Lee. 
because I guess she's back or something. Now we come to uh, Shikara. Uh, they've got two shows this weekend. Uh, starting off Saturday, uh, they're going to be storming the castle at Nomad's Adventure Quest, which I agree with what they said on their social media. That is a pretty good name for a venue. Nomad's Adventure Quest. Uh, on 100 Bidwell Road in South Windsor, Connecticut. Set for this m match, we've got uh, Argus versus Lucas Calhoun. Lost Ice Creams versus Amasis and Workarants. Knockham versus Yaka. Ophidian and Eddie Kingston versus the Arcane Horde. The Gentleman's Club versus Dasher's Dugout. Silver Ant taking on one from Cisco de Coronado. And for the Campeonato de Parejas, the Devastation Corporation take on Princess Kimberly and Gervais Cottonbelly. Dare I say we have an upset? I mean, I doubt it, but dare I say it? Am, am I am I being too optimistic, Sandra? Well, it's your car, so I don't know. <laughs> I've had the belts so long, though, Devastation Corp. So, although, ah. although it wouldn't surprise me if. Um... Uh, Jeremy saying Kimberly gets it because God, Kimberly, from what I'm hearing, is uh, getting is getting very over with the fans, especially with the uh, young kids. So I mean, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they lost the titles. It will probably benefit more for uh, Kimberly and Chikara more. Definitely. Uh, follow and then the following night, uh, following afternoon, I guess on Sunday. Is the immaculate immaculate election? Which interestingly, the poster does have Kimberly on it. So um, just think, I'm just wondering. Uh, that show is going to be at Fet Music. So in essence, Shikara is the pre-show to Beyond Wrestling the American Rana. That's a double header. That's a heck of a double header. That's all I can say about that. Uh, so. Uh, in terms of what's coming up for that show, it'll be Amasis versus Frightmare. Uh, Heidi Lovelace and Icarus face uh, Jakob Hammermeyer and Soldier Amp. Uh, the Batiri, uh, it's, it's a four way with the Batiri, Nokan and Pinky Sanchez, the United Nations, and Yaka and Oleg the Usurper. Silver Amp versus Blaster McMassive. Uh, Crown and Court take on Ophidian, Eddie Kingston, Shemron, and Argus. So that's uh, straight uh, Atomicos. And then the trios with uh, Swamp Monster, Gulak, and Taylor taking on the Battle Hive. And then your main event for the Grand Championship, Halla Wicked defending against Dasher Hatfield. I'm sort of guessing that's going to be a title retention for Halla Wicked. If Dasher won, that would be huge, but I, I don't think we could have both titles change in one weekend. That'd be too crazy. Uh, next, uh, Ring of Honor, their doubleheader of their own, uh, starting off with the Death Before Dishonor 13 I pay-per-view, coming from the William J. Myers Pavilion in 4300 West Bay Avenue in Baltimore, Maryland. The doors open at 7 with an 8pm bell time. On the card for this one, we've got Silas Young taking on Will Ferreira uh, for the first time 
ever, uh, at least. Yeah, I think this is the first time ever anyway. Uh, Adam Cole versus Dalton Castle with the boys, of course. The Venga boys. I don't know what you want to call them. <laughs> uh, in a grudge match, it'll be Moose with Stokely Hathaway versus Cedric Alexander with Ada Scott. Another first-time-ever match. It'll be the Briscoes taking on Rapongi Vice of Rocky Romero and Beretta. Adam Page and ACH will go at it in a no-DQ. We've got a four-corner survival match for the tag belts as the Addiction defend against War Machine, Red Dragon and the Kingdom. And Jay Lethal defends the World Championship against Roderick Strong. I'm guessing Lethal's going to retain there. <clears throat> More than likely. <clears throat> uh, and then the Aftershock Tour uh, in the same venue on Saturday night. Uh, the doors for that one open at 5 with a bell time of 6. Uh not a, by the looks of it, we have at least some of the matches announced for this one. This is a TV taping, I believe. Uh, so it's going to be Brutal Bob versus Cheeseburger, because that is the one that everybody's wanted to see. That should be on the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. It actually should be. Uh, ACH versus uh, Takagi Watanabe. The Briscoes taking on the Bloodbound Warriors of the Red Scorpion and Grey Wolf which do sound like Metal Gear Solid characters. Uh, Silas Young versus Dalton Castle. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus Caprice Coleman. Uh, the Kingdom take on Red Dragon. What makes me think we're sort of going to get a red, a red future shock dragon or something possibly coming from that? Who knows? Uh, Rapongi Vice uh, taking on the Young Bucks. And Hanson... Tries to go for the TV title and get it off Jay Lethal. Although from the angle that they've done, given that uh, Bobby Fish is supposed to be getting a title shot, and clearly with the, the way that the, the match finished on the last show, they're possibly pointing to Kylo Riley getting a world title shot. I'm wondering if something's going to happen there. <clears throat> so my likelihood is Lethal keeps both belts this weekend. <clears throat> and then All-Star Weekend, I'm guessing, because that's the next... That's the next big show for them, isn't it, Sandro? Yep. It's TV tapings and live events <clears throat> between uh, now and then. And finally, it's uh, PWG with their 12th anniversary show, which... By given that it's a multiple of three, it means it's tremendous four. Uh, in your usual place in Mesita, California, the American Legion post. Uh, only four matches confirmed as of recording. Nothing else has been put. In, it's sort of half of this card is uh, Mystery Vortex, I guess, that we know of. Uh, but the four matches they have confirmed so far are pretty tasty. Uh, we've got Speedball Mike Bailey taking on Chris Hero. Uh, Candice LeRae and Jerry Ryan, the world's cutest tag team, take on Team Tremendous of Dan Barry and Bill Carr. Uh, Ricochet goes one-on-one -on -one with Akira Tozawa. That alone is worth seeing, because that's, that's Tozawa's return for like two or three years, I think, for PWG. 
Yeah, the last time he was there was unfortunately the same night that uh, Super Dragon uh, uh, broke his ankle. Not to be disrespectful, but Super Dragon's got injured a lot. PWG shows. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the World Tag Team titles will be on the line as the Young Bucks defend against Angelico and Jack Evans. So I guess Triple A takes on um, Triple Super Kick. I don't know. Yeah, the current uh, PWD champs against the uh, former Triple A Tag Team Champions. I don't even know who has the belts, but I know they had it. All I know is that's clearly going to be something interesting is going to happen there to build up to the next week, next show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll be good seeing. Old Bola. I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing good old Super Dragon in some form or fashion. Good old Super Dragon. <laughs> right. Uh, so, with that, uh, that is all from us for this week. Oh, um, you know what? Uh, again, I we forgot we we forgot to mention. Oh no! You, yeah, you want to quickly mention that before we uh, head off. Yeah, so uh, Raymond Rowe is doing a uh, GoFundMe for a project for that he's doing, a uh, documentary that's uh, basically about uh, what he went through from the uh, motorcycle accident and you know what uh, he's been doing before then and of course after that. Uh, the uh, project is titled "The Path." Uh, the uh, The link is on our social media on Facebook and Twitter. Let's go over there, and uh, if you're interested and you want to support it, uh, definitely, you know, uh, you know, give what you can and uh, support uh, Raymond Rowe. And uh, of course, the money is going towards the uh, for the uh, production of the uh, uh, the documentary. Excuse me, and the rest of whatever's left over is going to the uh, medical bills that, uh, for whatever reason, he had mentioned that was not paid by his insurance so he's gonna use what's left of it to uh pay his medical bill so if you want to help out uh you know give what you can definitely so uh on that note uh we'll head off for this week um check out all the other shows on the network you know what they are unplugged um sticks and flicks elite force podcast uh beyond the bell all the other ones Find all the details about them on www.snsradionetwork.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us via social media, via Tinternet, via... We, 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 I don't think we're taking uh, post yet, are we? We ain't got a P.O. box. <laughs> Sandro, uh, give everybody the info. Find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for The Whole Indie Show. Like us over there. Find us on Twitter. At TWIS underscore podcast. Uh, follow myself over at Sandro TWIS, S A N D R O T W I S. You can follow Ashley over at Ashley's My Name UK. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Search for the whole indie show. Subscribe, rate us, leave us feedback. And find all the archives and RSS feeds over at SNSRadioNetwork.com. And just for the heck of it, because I don't know what I saw it on this week, it was somewhere. Uh, just to get you hyped up for this weekend, 
here's a bit of Motley Crue and kickstart my heart for Song of the Night. Because that's how you that's how you look on the fly and pick the song from your Spotify list of what you recently played. <laughs> I'm breaking the fifth wall and the fourth wall at the same time. So with that being said, that was Sandro. This was Ashley. That has been your weekly slice of indie goodness. We'll see you next week, everyone. <laughs>
so wrong.